So this podcast is about the Bible and whether or not we can trust the Bible. And this is really important for anyone who is seeking or interested in Christianity is that you have to believe that what you're reading is true or you have to get to that point. Obviously, when you first start, you don't you don't know. And the best thing to do is to study the Bible, to dig into it, to ask questions, to find resources that help with any questions that you have. And there's none of us who are all-knowing, but collectively, there are a lot of individuals who've spent a lot of time researching and proving the Bible to be true. Seeking information or, or going back into history, um, going back into archaeology, um, using science. There are so many different people who have expertise in those areas who have done investigative work and have concluded that the Bible is true. So there are many resources and um, I've begun to, when I started studying the Bible in 2019, I started saving um, different videos that I watched from different people that have really done a lot of research. I'm not an expert in every area. So of course, you're going to rely on people who have greater knowledge in areas to listen to the information that they've done or the information they've collected or sought and presented. So there are some um, recommendations I would have for people who want to investigate more. And there is um, Answers in Genesis is a YouTube, I mean, there is a website too, there's a lot of information, but from a scientific um, perspective, addressing misconceptions that we've been taught in science that... Um, but also using science, not dismissing science, because these are scientists who are speaking the truth. So there's a it's there's something that we all have to be aware of. Often in science, not often, but there are atheists in science. So I've even seen some actually completely outright lie, lie about actually what's in the Bible, but say they know what's in the Bible because they've read it and they'll say something that's completely 100% a lie. So with everything, that's the what I, where I think we are in this world right now is who can you trust? What is the truth? Because you don't want to get lies from anywhere. And for me personally, I've come to the point in my life where the only thing I believe is what's in the Bible. And anything that is different from what's in the Bible, I don't believe. And it's as a result, or this occurred, not occurred, this happened with me after a lot of things in my life. It wasn't just overnight that this happened, but I began studying the Bible or reading the Bible for a cursory overview just to understand what's in it. And then after that, I just started studying it more. And the more that I studied, 
the more that I found these just amazing connections within the Bible. And I can't even comprehend how all of this connected together with the exception, the only thing that makes sense to me, and it actually is within the Bible, a statement, and it is about, um, it's about scripture. And it's um, located in one, or I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And that is what I base everything on, because the more you study it, I believe when you truly seek and when you seek to really understand and seek the truth, not just be blindly saying accepting everything, but when you really, really look at this and you study it, you are going to find out that this is true. And I also suggest that anytime you go into the Bible, you pray, pray to God to give you wisdom and understanding of the words you read. There are so many times when I have prayed and I go into the Bible for an answer about something and as I'm reading, the answer becomes very clear. And and then not only that, but when I've asked questions before and that happens often in that same day or within a very short time period, there are usually of two or three different Christians who reference the same concept, question I've had, verse, or say something that comes that it comes to the same answer or the same information that I was seeking for. So I get it affirmed two or three times. First I pray, I find it in scripture, and then I hear from other Christians the same thing. And it's almost like a a repetition. It's like two or three times. And that's something else that's really interesting to me because often through scripture, I found that God repeats things three times. There are many times in scripture you will find repetitions of three where God, when he emphasizes something through scripture, because it's God breathed, you will hear it three times. These are just some of the things that I found in studying the Bible. And there's a couple of resources that I recommend for you. You can certainly get an electronic version of the Bible. You don't even need to buy anything for right, you know, right now. If you can get online, you have access to the internet, then go to blueletterbible.org. It's B-L-U-E-L-E-T-T-E-R-B-I-B-L-E dot o-r-g and that website you can search words you can read the entire bible but what's really cool about this is that you can click on a button um, when you look up something it'll say tools so you can click on that and um, when you click on that button you will be able to see the original hebrew or greek so um, hebrew if it's the old testament or Greek if it's the New Testament. So you will be able to see the original words that were used and you can do 
a deep dive into each word. You can look up how many times it was repeated in the Bible, where it was used. It will give you a description of what the word means. Um, it can go on and on. Like if you have questions, it's a great way to dive into the word and find out more information about it. The other thing that I recommend is a uh, study Bible. And because the Bible in its translation, whatever translation you have, will be confusing at times. And while a study guide, study Bible cannot be completely erroneous because it's man-made and it's meant for studying, while it you know, may not have everything correct in it, it certainly can help. And the one that I bought myself and do find valuable is the um, NIV version. So it's the New International Version, the language that's in it. It's the Quest Study Bible, Q-U-E-S-T. You can find that probably on Christian websites, bookstores, but you can also find it also on Amazon and have it shipped to you. It's nice to have a hard copy because you can write within it when you draw connections or when you read something and a thought comes to mind, you can just write in your Bible. And and it also is good to reference when you come back. I mean, mine, I never wrote in them before, but I underline them and I write in them. And um, there's just, you don't know what's going to come up when you're reading. And uh, sometimes thoughts will come to mind and and it's good to write them down. So a hard copy is really good. And then if we don't have electricity, it's nice to have the hard copy to take a look at the Bible. But anyway, it's um, the other thing to know about the Bible is just what's inside of it. And there is um, the study book helps you with that. So there are different types of books within the Bible. And the first five books are the same books that the Jewish faith um, the basis of the Jewish faith. So the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, two, three, four, five, those are all the same that we find within um, the basis of the Jewish faith. So um, the Jewish faith and Christianity are, are the, exactly, the, the Jewish faith is the foundation of Christianity. And we have to remember that Jesus was Jewish. So that's the basis of it. He never contradicted the word. He never said he never said that anything in scripture wasn't true. He only affirmed it and he only um while he was here on earth, um, he only um made prophecies come to life. Like he he fulfilled the prophecies that were given. Um and that's a little bit more about some of the books that are in here. And then you get into uh, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Samuel, 1 and 2, Kings, Chronicles, up to that point. Those are That's history about, um, there's a lot of Jewish history, cultural and history that you will learn about, but it's foundational. And there is so much, it's very much worthwhile because it it really teaches us. It teaches us a lot about what's in the New Testament, and it's referred to in the New Testament, and there are also symbolic things. What's really fascinating about the Bible is that 
actual historical events are often symbolic of something greater. For example, there is a correlation between Exodus and what will happen at the end of times. So in Exodus, Moses was freeing the Jewish people or the Israeli people from um, the Egyptian slavery, and they were coming out of slavery towards the promised land. Well, that's also symbolic of what will happen at the end of our time where we will be rescued and taken to the promised land. So there's a lot of symbolism that you will find in scripture. The more you get into it and all of a sudden you will draw a connection to it. And there's people who do studies on this. It just, it really becomes fascinating when you get into it. And then there are poetic books. So um, in my study Bible, it says Job is part of the poetic book. And I don't, you know, I don't know, people don't know what to do with the book of Job because it's supposed to be one of the oldest books that was ever written. And and some, um, I guess, say it's a, you know, a story, a parable. Who knows if there was actually a literal Job person? We don't really know. Um, there's a lot that's revealed in this and about creation, about God, about God's character, about why bad things happen to good people. There's there's so much in this book, and it's but it's um, classified under a poetic book in my study Bible, but you can learn so much from it. Then there's the Psalms, the Proverbs, Ecclesiastic, and Song of Songs. Those are all books that are um, in a different uh, purpose, I guess. Um, meaningful in the context of the entire Bible, but written in a different flavor. And then you have the prophetic books. That's Isaiah through Malachi. So you have Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. I'm not sure if I pronounce all of those correct, but those are all of the um, prophets. And that's really a key part of the Bible because all of the prophets foretell things thousands of hundreds and thousands of years before they actually occurred, but they actually occur. The things that the prophets talk about do have occurred and some are still remaining to be fulfilled. But when you see the consistency and all these people happened at different times, um, they came about at different times, but yet they were saying the same consistent thing. Often it was a message of warning and uh, the prophets are a lot about the end times of humanity and uh, when this is something that we are all going to experience. So it's really important to know what's told by the prophets. And the the reason we can know that scripture is true is because the events that the prophets told, some of those events have already happened and they were documented in history. So hundreds or thousands of years before it happened, that event then occurs. So we know that's true. 
because somebody tells it before it happens and then it happens. There are things that are still remaining and they are said to occur in the end times and those have not yet occurred, but we can know based on their prior prophecy that those things that they talk about in the end will occur. Here's something else that I find very interesting is that to establish truth, God often says we're uh, uses two or three people to establish truth. So that's interesting. And that's within scripture. If you think about that concept of two or three people establishing truth, then you can also say, well, there are how many different prophets? I haven't counted them, but say there's 10, 12. I don't know how many prophets are in here, but all these people are saying the same thing. Then you get into the New Testament and you have the Gospels, and there are four different writers of the Gospel. Uh, one was one of the disciples, which was Matthew. That's Well, actually, two of them were. Um, so Matthew and John were both firsthand observers of everything that happened when Jesus was there. They were his disciples, and they wrote two of the Gospels. And then you have Mark, who was a friend of Peter's, who wrote that gospel. And then you have Luke, who was a doctor at the time. And he wrote and investigated. He basically interviewed a bunch of people and wanted to know, wanted to get the truth. And he went to eyewitnesses and he documented everything that he learned about Jesus. So you have the gospels telling the same message. They have different um, aspects, perspectives in each one of them, but they all tell us the same thing. And it's, again, these are multiple witnesses. So we have four different, well, with Luke, we have hundreds of different witnesses that he used to put together the gospel. But we have more than one, just like God says in Scripture is that truth is told, you know, by multiple witnesses and God gives that in scripture. So that's another way to support truth. And then then there's the letters that are written by Paul primarily um, to the Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, um, Thessalonians, and then um, Paul's... Um, I don't know. He he came under Paul, but Timothy he uh, he also trained with Paul or spoke with Paul. So there's letters with Timothy, Titus, Philemon. So there's a lot of different letters that Paul wrote, and Paul is a very interesting person because he was a Jewish person and he was actually persecuting Christians. So God uses the the most um, the strangest people to promote his word or to do his will. Because here is someone, well, I mean, the, the good thing about it was he was a Jewish person and he was very strong in his faith and very knowledgeable in Jewish faith. And he was persecuting Christians. Like the Jewish people did not like anything to do with Jesus. And then one day when he was, he was riding his horse, he sees a vision of Jesus. He gets knocked off his horse. He loses his sight. Jesus tells him where to go and who to see when he gets back to the town. 
He was on his way to Damascus, I believe. And then he tells him what to do and his sight becomes restored. And because of that incident, he then changes his entire life. It's And he writes so much of what's in the Bible. And it's this man who was actually persecuting, killing, stoning Christians. But all of a sudden, after this vision that he has of Jesus, his entire life becomes changed. And then he promotes the word of God. And he is one of the strongest believers and suffered a lot of hardships. So it's very interesting. Like, um, here's another thing to point out. All of these people who were authors of the book, many of them, many of Christ's followers were severely persecuted. So these people, they took beatings. They took, they were executed. They were hung. They were crucified. All these things happened to these people because they would not renounce the things they wrote in the, in the scripture, in the Bible. So let's just think about that logically. If people are killed by what they by what they wrote do you think anyone not i mean like if somebody's crazy maybe but then think there's how many of these people you know there's four or more i don't even know how many people um that you know contributed to this bible that were killed in that way but i think there was a significant number of them and <clears throat> that many people standing up for what they wrote and willingly being killed because they wouldn't they wouldn't go against what they wrote because they know what they wrote was true and they know the consequences if they did not support it if they denied Christ Christ would deny them and they know the truth of who Christ is and that their salvation their ability to live in eternity all ha- all is because of Jesus. So if they deny the one and only person who made it possible, they would not be in eternity. So there's something that's that's really great. There's a treasure in the end of all of this that people were willing to lay down their life. They were willing to give up their earthly life because they know the truth. They know that this earthly life is only a small portion of what remains because we were created. You will find this in the Bible. We were created to be eternal beings, but some stuff happened and we then there's a choice. If we accept Jesus, we can have eternal life. If we reject Jesus, we will have eternal life, but it will be separated from God and it will be in misery. There's there's not a lot of detail in the Bible about it, but it does talk about like gnashing of the teeth and having all of your needs like always wanting but never receiving. It's just a very painful existence from what is described. So there are but we all will be eternal beings and the time that we have here on earth is when we get to decide where we end up, but we can't make it to eternity by being a good person. Um, We make it 
to eternal life because of Jesus. And we have to put our faith and our trust in what Jesus did. Because to understand what Jesus did, why he was here, why it's significant to us, and why it's meaningful to every single one of us. But without Jesus, we don't have eternity. Without Jesus, we are destined for that other eternal being, that other eternal life where we will be basically uh, persecuted in some, I don't know, persecuted is not the right word, but we will be in agony forever. And that's not a place where I want to be. And I don't think most people want to be, but yet there are people who are actually making those choices today. And one day they will realize that the people who are trying to show them the way to a beautiful eternal life, they probably should have listened. So it's important to know what's in the Bible because it talks about your future, my future, about everyone's future. And then once you know the truth, then our job becomes to let others know because we don't want others to suffer that outcome without their knowledge. If they, if they choose that, we can't help it because everybody gets their own choice. And God, that's one thing that I heard the other day that's so true, is that with love, there is always a choice. If you don't have a choice in love, it's forced. So you can't force it. And God is love. And God wants love from us in return. If we give God our love, then we will be in eternity with him. And Jesus said, if you, love, if you love me or if you love God, obey the commandments. So when we obey God's commandments, that's how we show God that we love him. So there, there's a lot in there and there's a lot that I want to get into for Bible study, but it's so important. It's, so, it's critical. It's critical to your well-being, my well-being, everyone. And if I can get the word out, or if you can get the word out, or if you can share this, my this podcast that I'm doing now, I want to do more of a an ongoing Bible study. So this was the introduction to the Bible itself from my perspective, using a study Bible and information that I know. And then from here on out, I'm going to do different kinds of studies to hopefully draw people closer to God, answer questions, and just to continue to discuss the Bible. We, our faith grows by getting into the Word of God, by actually exploring, by questioning, by studying, by asking hard questions, by discussing things. It's good to have a group of people who are on the same path as you as far as wanting to know the truth and to bring up hard questions and to discuss those things because that's the only way that we feel comfortable in believing that something is the truth is by questioning it and getting answers to the questions that we have. So I encourage everyone to dig into it and to ask the hard questions and throw out hard topics and and look into it because you will get the answer. And most importantly, pray to God for wisdom so that you understand. 
and that you receive the information, you receive the understanding that will help you clarify any misunderstandings of what's in the Bible. So this is the first one. And if you like this, please subscribe. If you, and also share this with other people if you think it's beneficial. Thank you.